Good morning. Baptist Men's Day 2015. This is the 81st observance. Not here. The 81st observance of Baptist Men's Day. It's a day when men take part in the service, actually take charge of the service, and boldly proclaim that we love the Lord Jesus Christ and we're going to serve Him with all our heart and all our mind. Amen. You can tell the theme for today is forgiven. And now I don't know anyone that doesn't like the Andy Griffith show. I mean, I grew up with it. I think most of us grew up uh, between 1960 and 65, 66 with that show. And I think we'll all agree that the black and white versions were absolutely the best. It's down home setting. It's sort of like growing up in a small town of Roxburgh. And the everyday life lessons that it had are just simply fascinating. We see in the Andy Griffith Show, so many things that we have seen or we have experienced. The humor is homespun. The message is real. And we're taught that there are consequences to our actions and our decisions. You know, there's nothing on TV today, really, in my opinion, that can compare to the Andy Griffith Show. That's one of the very... In fact, that is the only show. If I'm channel surfing, it doesn't matter which episode it is. When I come across it, I stop. So what do you think about the boys in Mayberry today? They have a little problem, don't they? They're having a hard time this morning trying to forgive others. They just, just can't find it right now in their heart to do it. And you know what? As I look out across here this morning, maybe there's some of us who are suffering from that very same thing this morning. Maybe some of us have got something locked up in here that we just don't want to turn loose of and forgive someone. Let's take a look at Gomer. Big-hearted guy. I think you'd agree. He's always helping others. Mild-mannered. He's an expert auto mechanic. He can listen to an automobile run and tell you what's wrong with it. And Gomer went on to become a lean, mean fighting machine, didn't he? Defending our freedoms in the United States Marine Corps. Gomer's been carrying a grudge that maybe he didn't even realize. Been carrying it for years. Something that happened back in high school. When he was bullied, made fun of, and he's found out he can't let it go. Now, I'm not making light of bullying right now, because that's a very serious thing, and it's something that shouldn't be done. And Gomer's suffering the consequences of this. Gomer's suffering the consequences. How many of us right now can say, yeah, I have a little bit of Gomer in me. I've got a grudge locked up in here, and I'm carrying it. Somebody in the past, or maybe somebody last week that I haven't forgiven. Maybe I need to let that go like Gomer did. What about Barney? High strung, getting he? Our Barney's a little low key, but the real Barney's a little high strung. He wants to do a good job. He's just like anybody. He wants to do a good job. He wants people to respect him. Hey, he's a crap shot. Look, he only has one bullet right there. That's all he needs, one bullet. He's a crap shot. But he can't get over what's going on with Otis. Now, Otis has his own set of problems, and that's another message for another day. Otis comes in continually uh, from drinking binges and lets himself in. And, and it's just got the best of Barney. How can you forgive someone who does the same thing over and over and over and over again? I bet there's somebody in here right now suffering from that. Somewhere there's somebody, there's something that's gone on over and over and over, and you just can't bring yourself to say, I've, I've got to let it go. I've got to let it go. I believe that Barney really wants to help Otis. But Otis obviously at this point doesn't want any help. 
And Barney's got sort of a hard spot for Otis. How many of us fit that bill right now? Can't forgive someone for something that they're continually doing to us. Ernest T. Bass, now, I think everybody in here will agree that he's quite a handsome fellow, right? <laughs> when I started playing Ernest T. Bass, I could just about button this thing up, but not anymore. Ernest T. Bass is a big-hearted fellow. He wouldn't hurt anyone. He's a lot of talk, but a man of not much action when it comes to big talk. He wants to do good, and there are times he just can't seem to get out of his own way. You know, all he wanted to do is talk to his girlfriend. Who wouldn't want to do that? Now, young men, I wouldn't advise this, of what Ernest T. Bass did. A few harmless rocks, right? Next thing you know, it's the wrong window. Her daddy opens it. He hits him right between the eyes with a rock. Drops the window sash on his fingers. He bends them, breaks them. Ernest T. breaks camp. That's all he knows how to do, just get out. He goes to find Andy because he knows Andy can sit it straight. Ernest T. explains the situation. Ernest T. says, you know what? Mr. Brony won't forgive me. Cindy won't forgive me. And I can't forgive myself. But there's somebody sitting here right now carrying something that you can't forgive yourself about. Right now. How many of us are like Gomer? Or Barney or Ernest T. How many of us right now need to forgive something, but either we don't know how or we just simply refuse to? You know, that thing that, that we're holding on to that we won't turn loose on, you know what? Standing between a full relationship between us and Jesus Christ. You know what? All He wants is us. He doesn't care about a home. He doesn't care about what you drive what your bank account looks like. All he wants is your heart. Amen. And if you've got something in there that you're not giving up, well, he can't have it all. And you've got to get rid of it to have that relationship, that full relationship with Jesus Christ. But sure, sure, we'll forgive things, right? No problem. But we put qualifiers on how we forgive. You know what a qualifier is? But, if, when. That's a qualifier. I'll forgive him when he does, or when so-and-so does whatever, then maybe I'll. How about this one? I'm not speaking to him until he... You know what? Is that grace? <laughs> That's not grace at all. Grace has no qualifiers on it. Grace has no qualifiers. Forgiveness requires grace on our part, and when we add qualifiers... <coughs> We're forcing someone to earn it. Did we have to earn grace? But yet we want to force someone to earn grace as we see it. You know what? When we're in the wrong, when we're in the wrong, we're quick to seek forgiveness. We want it made right when we're in the wrong. But when somebody else is in the wrong, we, we kind of stand back and we say, well, maybe, maybe let me think about it. We want to withhold that grace. How about this one? How about Gomer? I bet everybody's done this. I'll forgive you, but I ain't going to forget what you did. I can guarantee you. You know why I know? Because I've done all three of these. Aren't you glad 
Aren't you glad that Jesus doesn't say, I'll forgive you, but I ain't going to forget it? Aren't you glad? Amen. Wow. Is this how we as Christians, is this how we should act? Is this what we should do? Have we forgotten the example that was set before us? Jesus Himself told His, his disciples, after He washed their feet, in the upper room that last night together, He said, I have set the example for you to do as I have done for you. He has showed us what we should do. Could it be, could it be that in the case of forgiveness, that maybe we're fans and we're not followers? Men, I challenge you on February the 9th, 7 o'clock, in the multipurpose room, the RA room, we're starting a Bible study called Fans, uh, Not a Fan. You want to find out about you. If you want to get yourself right, if you want to find out if you're a fan or a follower and you want to make it right with the Lord Jesus, for six weeks, show up. We'll take a long, hard look at our relationship with, with Jesus and find out just exactly what we are. But what would Jesus say? You know what He'd say? He'd say, I forgive you and I've forgotten all about it. Amen. Quite a difference, isn't it? Quite a difference. The Gospels are full of instances of Jesus forgiving. Very beautiful passages found in the book of John, chapter 8, the first 11 verses. The adulterous woman is brought before Jesus here. You see, the Pharisees, the Pharisees are trying to trick Jesus. They're trying to get him to say something they can use against him because, quite frankly, they don't approve of the way he's going about things. These Pharisees, I have read, have 615 different laws that you have to obey. 615 different laws. Imagine that. They've spent their life studying, memorizing, and adding to. They've made their own law. And Jesus is telling them that's not the way at all. And they don't like it. So they're trying to find something they can use against Him. And in this passage, they have called a woman the act of adultery. And they bring her to Him and they say, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says she must be stoned. Now what do you say? You know what? I can see those guys. I can see them sit back and they rock. They smile. They wink at each other. They say, Yeah, we got Him right here, boys. You know what? The Bible says Jesus stooped and began to ride in the dirt. Now I find that fascinating because I don't know what he was writing. One day I'm going to ask, what were you writing? You know, there are a couple other things that I really want to know too. They might not bother you, but first thing I want to know is who killed JFK? I mean, that's a long time ago, but that's never really been resolved. And was Elvis really dead in 1977? I want to find those things out too. But Jesus stooped. And I can tell you what he wasn't writing. More than likely he wasn't, he wasn't playing hangman, or he wasn't playing tic-tac-toe. But he stood up. He stood up and he said, If any one of you is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And then he stooped and he began to write in the dirt again. And you know what? The smiles on the Pharisees, I can see it. The smiles went to a, a long frown. Because they realized that, you know what? This isn't working out the way we planned because we are sinners. They, they even realized that. The Bible says that they broke up. First the oldest, followed by the youngest. That's because the oldest understood, I think. They understood what had happened, and when they disappeared, the youngest 
saw all the support gone and they left too. And soon it's no one there but Jesus and this woman. He stands up again and he looks at her and he says, Woman, where are they? Where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? And she says, No one, Lord. And he says, Neither do I condemn you. Now go and leave your life of sin. He didn't say, You're forgiven, but I ain't going to forget it. It's going to come back home. He said, You're forgiven. Go and sin no more. That's what we need to do. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. In Luke chapter 23, verse 34, as Jesus is hanging on the cross, all right, he's been tried, he's been found guilty, he's been condemned, he's been beaten, he's been kicked, he's been spit upon, he's been mocked, he's been made fun of, he's carried his cross to his place of execution, and now with the nails in his hands and his feet, as he's, as he's hanging in agony, what does he do? He cries out, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. You know what? You and I have driven those nails. We're guilty. We're guilty. But Jesus is crying out, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Forgiveness. Could we do that? Go ahead, just a few more verses. Verses 39 through 43. And here we find out that Jesus is hung between two criminals, two thieves. One on the left and one on the right. The Bible says one begins to hurl insults at him. And he says, aren't you the Christ? If so, save yourself and save us too. See, he wants out. He wants out. And the other thief, the other thief responds and he says, Don't you fear God since you and I are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus do? He turned and he looked at him and he said, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. Not, hey buddy, I'll forgive you, but I'm not forgetting it. But you will be with me in paradise. We don't forgive. If we keep those things right here in our heart, it keeps us from having the full relationship that Jesus wants to have with us. It keeps us from living life to the fullest. All He wants is us, and He wants all of us. All of us. When you hold a grudge, and when you don't forgive... When you hold on to that little part that, that you think, well, Jesus, you can't have this, but He knows it's there. It keeps us from that kind of relationship that we need to have. I've got some good news. Like the boys in Mayberry found out, there's, there's a cure for this. There's a cure for this. You're not going to find it at Walmart. You're not going to find it at a hospital. Your doctor can't prescribe it for you. There's a cure. And that cure is free. It's already paid for in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is say, Lord, Lord, I've got some things that I need to get rid of. Take them from me today. Cleanse me and forgive me of my sins so that I can forgive others. Amen. And this morning, this fits you. This fits you. Don't leave this room 
till you make it right with the Lord. Make it right today. Right here at the altar, you can find the relief and you can find the peace that will give you a full relationship with Jesus Christ. Further, further.